Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our scripture this morning starts in Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless, void, and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the water below. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so, and God called the dome sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together unto one place and let dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together, he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, we've skipping up a couple days here. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant, yielding seed that is upon the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food, and to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life. I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. And then we move to John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. God bless the reading and understanding of his word. Amen. 
Thank you, Mary. So it seems there was a little girl who was very inquisitive and wanting to know a number of things. And so she would ask her mom questions. And so one of the questions that she asked her mom, she says, Mom, how did humankind come into being? Her mom told her that, well, God made Adam and Eve, and they had children, and so all humankind was made. Well, a few days later, the, the little girl thought that she would get a second opinion. I wasn't really sure about that answer her mom gave her. So she asked her dad the same question. He says, how, she said, how did the human race come into being? Well, her dad responded, many years ago, there were monkeys from which the human race evolved. The little girl, now confused, went back to her mom and said, how is it possible that you told me that everything came into being was created by God? And dad said they were all developed by monkeys. Her mom calmly said, well, dear, it's very simple. I told you about my side of the family. Your dad told you about his. But seriously, let's, let's have a little talk about some of this and other topics about creation this morning. I'm going to invite you to have your bulletins handy in there. You do have your compass guide. You've got your questions for the week as well as scripture passage to reflect on throughout the week. But more importantly, it has spots where you can jot down some notes so that when the Spirit speaks to you this morning, you will be able to write those those notes down so that you can remember them later because I know that some of you are just like me. You're going to forget as soon as you leave this building. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, we come striving to hear your word. And so, God, I ask that you would speak to us this morning. God, that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but they would be your words, your words for your people. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So last week, we held our, our wonderful Ask a Pastor worship service where I tried, I tried to answer as many of your questions as possible within a certain time frame. We could have gone for probably an hour better with all of the questions that you asked. So I know that, that I didn't get to all of your questions, and some of you, you know, you asked them and I didn't answer them. So over the next couple of weeks, through field journals, through emails, and even through the next two Sundays, I want to try to answer some of those other questions for you. Uh, and so this morning, there were, I found that there were actually three questions uh, that were submitted which focused kind of on the topic of creation. Uh, And these are the questions that I'm looking at for today. So the first question was this. What are your views on God's creation of the earth and all that is in it? The second, do you think schools are wrong for teaching evolution and are teachers sinning for teaching it? And three, how do you reconcile science with the creation story? For example, Big Bang, evolution, adaptation, intelligent design, all of these well, I, you know, I've got to mention one other question now that I think about it. Somebody asked what my thought of dinosaurs were. I must say I find them fascinating, but especially my favorite, the Velocipaster. <laughs> Keep up with me here. <laughs> all, but, all right, so all kidding aside, the, the creation of this world is one of the foundations of our faith. Uh, it's one, it's, it is the way the Bible begins. As we hear these words from Genesis, as well as the Gospel of John, it's the same words. In the beginning, 
in the beginning. Everything has to have a beginning, right? I mean, a race has a starting line. A job or a school has a first day. Even our lives have a beginning, although some will debate when that actually is. But since it's Native American Sunday, I wanted to share a little from our brothers and sisters in their tradition. And so here's a few of those for you this morning. Uh, the Apache, and I may get these names wrong, so I apologize for that, but I'm going to try my best, uh, believe that Tepo and Quetzalcoatl thought everything into being, thought it into being. So once the earth was created, living things were then created from clay and wood. However, the created one, meaning humankind, began causing problems. And then the gods sent a flood to purge creation. Sound familiar? The Ojibwe will say that the creator was alone in the dark. Therefore, the creator created Mother Earth, then woman, then man. Life was breathed into the woman first, then man. The Sioux speak of a creating power who sang four songs of creation, creating everything through those four songs and then rested. The Cherokee believe all was water in the beginning. Animals lived alone above the arch or rainbow in the sky. It became a little overcrowded, so a water beetle named Dayunsi explored the sea and brought mud to the surface, creating earth. The animals came to earth, pulling the sun from behind the rainbow and putting in the sky. And then humans followed. See, there are many different views, but the final one actually I want to share with you is the Lakota creation. The Lakota version of creation actually starts with, kind of with adultery. In their version of events, Inktomi, a sneaky spider, causes a problem between the sun god, and here's the one that I really can't do, the sun god, Takushkashkanan, and his wife, the moon. When they separated, it created time. While previously the gods had lived in heaven, Iktomi and his co-conspirators were exiled to live with the humans who inhabited the earth. Upon arrival, Iktomi goes underground to meet humanity where they lived and convinces Takohe, which is the first, to come to the surface. He emerges from the wind cave to find a beautiful place. So he convinces the other families to come up. Takohe soon figures out that he was, that he was duped as buffalo are scarce and the weather has turned bad and they find themselves starving. To make matters worse, he and the other families who settled there cannot return to their home underground and so must make the most of an existence on the surface of the earth. Interesting. Christianity's story is that God created everything, including humans, in six days. And then, on the seventh day, God rested. This is the story. This is a story we've been told through Genesis for generations. It's a story that you remember, I'm sure, all so well. God created light, darkness, sky, waters, earth, plants, flowers, crops, animals of all kinds, and finally, 
humans. In that order, God created them. So let's answer a couple of these questions. As you hear the creation story, what do you hear and what do you not hear? See, what I hear is I hear that God was integral in the creation of all things. I hear that in the beginning, God created all things. I also hear that in the beginning, God's spirit hovered over the waters. I also hear that in the beginning was the word, and all things were created through the word, Jesus Christ. I hope that this part is perfectly clear, that the triune God, all aspects of the Trinity, are active in creation from the very beginning. What I don't hear is a textbook version of how God created all of these things. About all we know is that God grabbed a good amount of dust from the earth, probably more like mud, and formed a human and breathed life into them. And of course, after God looked for a suitable companion for a while and finding no one, he took the rib out of one and made a second. That's what we get. We get that, that God created. This part of scripture is actually written in Hebrew poetry, a story to tell us that God created all things. Not exactly how. When I look to reconcile science with my faith, I realize that science tells us the how of things, but, the faith, but my faith tells me the why. Genesis isn't meant to tell us how God did it, just that God did it. Was it a literal six days? If so, how long is a day? If we go to 2 Peter uh, 3.8, it tells us this, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. How long were those six days? Do we really know? I also think of it this way. Would Abraham's generation or Moses's or even those living in the time of Jesus understand biology at a level that we do today? Would they know what causes certain diseases? Would they have understood if, if Genesis was written about how God fused cells together to form these living things? Probably not. I mean, we know many of the theories of how this world came to be. And I do say the word theories. We've heard about Big Bang. We've heard about intelligent design, about evolution, about adaptation, and many other theories that you probably th can think of right now. These are things of, of how everything became into being. Which one is correct? Which one has all the answers? Which one explains everything? Which one is without error? I would venture to say that there is one that is without error. And that is that God created all things. Period. Just how God created it, I don't know. But my faith tells me that God did. Again, science can tell us the how, but my faith tells me the why. 
Another way of looking at the creation story, especially the type, the, the creation story of humankind, is to think of it as like an archetype story. It is your story. It's my story. We were fearfully and wonderfully made to be good, and yet we failed. We didn't listen to God when God said not to eat from that tree. We sinned, and we broke away from the, the perfect relationship with our Creator. The rest of the story is all about God reconciling that relationship. I've heard it explained before that, you know, when you start to look at your, at your Bible and you have Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 through the two different, uh, the two different stories of creation, and then beginning in Genesis 3 all the way through the rest of this is God trying to reconcile us back to God. Because Genesis 3 starts with the fall. So let me take you back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 33. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. It was very good. God created all things, the earth, the universe, all living things, and then rested. Did God look out over all of creation and say, oh, that's good enough? Did God sit down and think about ways that one part of creation could have been a little better or maybe even admit a mistake that he made in creation, like maybe why mosquitoes? <laughs> no. God gazed out over all of creation, including humankind, and called it very good. In the beginning, this was all very good. Is it still? Is it still very good? I mean, sure, we know about a flood that God sent to purge the earth and start over again, but even after that, we found ways of screwing things up. But I, I wonder if God still looks at this creation and says it's very good. There are days that I would hope for just an, oh, it's all right. However, going back to the creation story, God gives creation over to humans. We have been given every plant, every animal, even the ground to grow crops. God gave humankind dominion over all of this. Tend the garden. Care for the animals. Love each other. How well have we done? Here's, what I want, here's where I, I listen to those who maintain a close contact with the earth. And maybe you do as well. I mean, I listen to people like farmers. I listen to Native Americans. So many others who, whose purpose beyond survival is to make sure that there are resources left for generations to come. How are we doing with that? How are you doing with that? I mean, are you trying to limit your carbon footprint? Are you trying to use renewable energy? I mean, I, I know that, uh, that Elgin is trying to work together with solar power and trying to link people together to use that. And I know that, that Journey of Hope is looking for other ways of conserving energy and using renewables. We just actually replaced, I shouldn't say that in here because we didn't do it in here, uh, but in the rest of the building, we replaced all our lights with LED lights to reduce energy usage. We're looking to resurface our parking lot and wondering if there's a greener way to accomplish it. 
we recycle as much as we can. And while we have removed many trees from the property that you might have seen this spring, uh, many of which were diseased and not good really for the environment, we are now looking into new landscape, which would be native to our location and helpful to, our, to the ecology of around this area. If you're interested in that, I'll point to Mary Van Slyke. So if you're interested in helping with that, contact her. Uh, she's heading up a little team to, to work on that. We even have, uh, just outside the tower entrance, a beautiful butterfly garden. Looking forward to spring, uh, later this spring, as those cocoons start to grow and butterflies start to emerge. But you see, all of this points back to how God viewed this creation and therefore how we should view it. It is very good. And in order to keep it that way, we need to take care of it. This earth and all that is in it was brought into being by God through the word, Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit. What are your plans to love this earth? What are your plans to help this earth, to, to take care of it, to tend the garden that is the communities that we live in? Will you pray with me? God, sometimes we hear messages of, of your love, of your grace, of your mercy. And then we hear messages like today that say, take care of my creation. That is, we hear how, how this creation came into being. We know that it's through your power. And we know that you said it was very good. And so God, we hope that, that in our time here, that we can tend your garden, that we can care for not only the plants and the trees, but we can also take care of the animals. We can take care of each other. So God, speak to us. Give us those ways that you are longing for us to care for this for this planet and then encourage us to go and do something whatever that may be God hear our prayers in Jesus name Amen this is our father's world this is God's creation and we live in it and we care for it. We tend that garden. So I encourage you to do that, uh, especially this week. As you go out, find new ways to care for God's creation this week, will you? Also know that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.